Dermot and Dave. Conversation, crack, and the music you love. Today FM. It all happens here. Today FM. Hello. My name is Colin Minogue. And it has been five weeks and two days since my last challenge. If you're just turning on your radios now, yes, that is the Great British Bake Off theme tune. That's not easy to say, the Great British Bake Off theme tune. Anyway, that's what that is. And as Dermot just explained, the lads sent me off to Blackrock Cooking School to meet Chef Mark Moriarty. I think it's in my contract that I just can't say no to these things. And if there's one thing that does put the fear of God into me, it's this. So, look, this isn't really, I suppose, big news that there's a new cookery show on TV, because let's face it, there seems to be a new one every single week. But the thing is that we heard that actually Chef Mark was putting on a cookery demonstration and inviting people to come out and cook with him where he would then judge your food. (laughs) And me and Sean thought, well, we're not doing that. But we do know someone who might. So, Carl, we are also a fan of not only giving you challenges, but giving you very little time to back out of the said challenges. When is it? Today. (laughs) In fact, this morning. (laughs) 10 o'clock. 10? Where? It's quarter past nine now. Yeah, 10 o'clock. You're going to be in Black Rock Cookery School (laughs) with Chef Mark. So off I went out to Black Rock, met Mark, was expecting him to be some sort of Gordon Ramsay type chef. You're sending s and you're trying to get away with it. Now I'm ready for an argument. Sending me that, you should be ashamed. Look at me, look at me. You serve me s like that. Take your jacket and f off. I'm not sending that s. But he was pretty sound actually. So Mark stood at the front of the class and announced that we would be making (laughs) cupcakes. I know, pretty simple. But look, I'm not applying for the bake-off anytime soon. So Chef Mark explained what was about to happen. You're gonna make a cupcake bar. Don't worry, we've done pretty much everything inside for you. This cannot go wrong. There's no reason why this should go wrong. Uh, and what I'm going to do is I'm going to demo the cupcake batter. We'll make a batch. Send you guys inside. Make a cupcake. So we'll get them in the oven. I'm going to do a quick design and talk you through the design at the end. You can go in there and take a cupcake. We'll design one up. We'll do a lineup of everyone's effort. And uh, we will pick the winner. On your marks, get set. Bake! As you can hear... Whisks were moving, flour and other stuff was mixing, and into the oven. 15 minutes, 180. Simple as that. Uh, Mark, your initial thoughts there on the cupcakes just as they come out of the oven? Product, uh, yeah, cupcake looks good. Not sure about your uh, workspace or your uh, your timing, but <laughs> again, it all comes the proof is in the pudding, and they look they look pretty good. What's going on here with this? Why is it, why is the wrapping? That was the first one you rushed in. Remember when I was like, hurry up, we're all waiting on you, and then you just yeah. threw it in. <laughs> yeah, that one isn't hectic, is it? That's no, terrible. At the end of the class, we all got to decorate one cake for Mark, and he picked out the best. Right, winner time. The first off-duty chef cupcake competition champion is going to go to. Not me. Believe me, I was as shocked as you are. And I know that everyone listening hasn't learned anything about baking in the last three and a half minutes. But a cupcake is pretty simple. It's margarine, it's flour, it's sugar, it's eggs. Mix it all together and into the oven. Even Dermot Whelan could do that. I think it's fair to say that The Bake Off is one of the most entertaining shows on television. 
I think it's also fair to say that trying to make baking entertaining for the radio is quite hard. <laughs> what we all really want to know is, does Dermot Whelan think that I bake a good cupcake? Dermot. Yes. Hey! I'm going to give you one of those little polite baking claps. No. Thank well you. Well done, Cole. The bun was simply delicious. Um, yeah, pretty good. Now, I didn't test the one with icing because that does look like there's just a lump of cold mashed potato <laughs> on it. Sean, so you try I took a bite of the icing one. So it's basically 50% bun, 50% icing. <laughs> it, it tastes like having a just biting into a giant bag of sugar. It's called half, it's a half and half. That's, that's my style. It's um, half and half. I would say, Carl, stick to the basic buns and stay away from the icing. Uh, I heard someone was slagging me saying that cupcakes, I'm American if I say cupcakes. Yeah, people thought that American, uh, the term cupcake was American and that you should be calling it the Irish bun. So I think you're making buns. Yeah, you might be eating a bun, Dermot, and you're eating a cupcake. So yeah. just to clarify that. If someone said that in Ireland, if there's icing on it, we call it fairy cakes. Oh yeah, fairy cakes. That's cream. No. I think there were fairy cakes in our house growing up. I'm thinking of butterfly buns. (laughs) No, they have the things in the top. The wings. So the butterfly. Out of ten, boys. Um (laughs) it's it's a look it's a he nearly swore. It's it's a bun. Like I feel like giving you nine out of ten seems a bit stupid because like literally children make these. (laughs) Like, well, so it's look, ten. You didn't mess up the one with no icing on it, okay? So it's a ten. Yeah, is that what we're saying? Chef Mark Moriarty is back in our tellies with his second series of off-duty chef, and we're delighted to say he's in studio with us. Hello, Mark. Hello. How are you? Congratulations on your new series of off-duty chef. Yeah, it's going well. Um, people seem to be enjoying simple recipes and a few restaurant mm. tips and tricks. And did you get straight into chefing out of school? I did actually in transition year. I decided, well, I was into, I think I was into fishing was the, the hook initially. And then in transition year when you work experience. The hook? I like it. Yes. Three. I'm on it. Um, <laughs> I sent off a letter to loads of restaurants as a 15 year old. And what was it that at, at that age that you were that um, interested in cooking? I don't know. I think it was, it was the kind of age of Gordon Ramsay on TV and you mm. had your Hess and Blumenthal's and YouTube and you could go on and um, see everything, which probably 10 years before wouldn't have happened. Um, yeah. And just fell fell in love with it, and fell in love then with the the lifestyle of being in kitchens and the crazy characters in kitchens and the whole madness of it all. Yeah. Um, What's the career path? Do you go to chef school? Do you go to catering college? How how, how does it work? I went to college. Well, I f- I started off at fifteen and decided, you know, mm. I w- if I want to do this, I want to see what it's like. My parents kicking my kicking me out the door, um, and and gave it a go at that age, and then actually worked during my summer holidays down in the Chart House in Dingle. Okay, as a 16, 17 year old, and then I went to I did go to college and did the mm. culinary arts degree in DIT. But I think it was those first few summers of the real life uh, where I was like, yeah. oh god, and I stuck with that. And I get a lot of people asking me now, oh, like my kid wants to be a a chef or a baker and you go well there's a, there's a difference between cooking and chefing um, mm. they're, they're two different things two different lifestyles but I just loved it I think it's a great profession I think you get to be creative you get to come up with an idea in the morning put it on a plate at lunchtime and it's out being judged by your customers at, at one o'clock and you get that constant flow of, mm. uh, of something new which I enjoy you know when you say in a, you're in a restaurant and you really enjoy the meal and you say to the waiter or waitress you go my, will you please pass on my compliments to the chef? I loved that. 
Do they ever say it? They do. Do they? they? Do. And it actually, do you know what? I was like, yeah, whatever, yeah, I'm fine. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> uh, there's been a couple of times where I've been cooking on a meat section or something and it's not going well and they'll come up and say, oh, table three, absolutely love yeah. the meat. And you go, ooh, bit of breathing space for five minutes. But no, it does make a difference. Ah, okay. Um, and equally as well, if there's something wrong, um, just saying it makes, I know, I'm bad for it. I'll generally say, no, everything was amazing and then go away and tell everyone, oh God, it was terrible, don't go there. But actually saying if something's wrong gives the chefs a chance to, to fix it to make sure that well, customers go I, I guess it's better to say it to the chef or to say it to the staff rather than go on to TripAdvisor or, you know, Google reviews. Like, aren't you better off just addressing it person to person and saying, do you know what, that was enjoyable, but I thought that this was a bit overcooked or that was a bit dry rather than, I'm going to write a big review when I go home. Or even worse, Instagram. A lot of Instagram reviewers with their photos. Yeah, no, it is. Absolutely. Mm. Because, uh, yeah, you're paying good money when you go to a restaurant. Uh, for that, you should be demanding a certain level of experience and expertise. Yeah. And hopefully we can deliver, but it's better to say it. Not that anyone would ever complain about your, your uh, chefing um, or your TV show. Or indeed, you possibly could complain about Cahill's ability. He was joined you in uh, Blackrock Cookery School, uh, where you were doing a little bit of promo work for your new TV show. How did he get on? Carl was great. Yes. Ace attitude. That's it. Now, okay, bye. <laughs> yeah, great attitude. Easily distracted. A trier. Easily distracted. Uh, that could be our fault because we were ringing him while he was meant to be making money. Yes, and I don't think, Mark, you, you knew that it was Dermot that was ringing me. So you, you, you tell me you were going on a work call. Yeah. I was like, this is your work for the next half hour. Yeah, Mark was shouting me back into the kitchen, but I was honestly, it was him that was distracting me from, from the baking. <laughs> Uh, but I, I thought I thought they were edible. They were. They, do you know what? They ate really well. If you were blindfolded tasting, he would have been way higher up the pecking order. His icing was like a big cold lump of mashed potato. <laughs> it was. It was poor. Yeah, artistically, it was. Uh, it, it, but the the cupcake itself was delicious. No, um, it was the. I think we described it as modern art. Yeah. Um, no, but he 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 danced in. It was like watching a young chef coming through the doors, snap back cap. <laughs> Full of uh, enthusiasm, and then it just gently waned as everybody. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I think he thought he was going to be making some, you know, gorgeous, I don't know, stroganoff or something. But uh, he, he, I think the the cupcake threw him a little bit because he wanted to actually get something else he could eat for his dinner during the week. Yeah, I had, I had lunch boxes in the bag. I was ready to fill it up with risotto. But we kept it incredibly simple. But that was the thing. Cupcakes are so simple, but. A little bit of technique to get them right, and then obviously the design is where you really see. Because as you know, mm. we all eat with our eyes. Um, Do you prefer baking or traditional cooking? Oh, traditional cooking. Like baking. Yeah. Baking's great. It's a bit more scientific, is it? The problem with baking is if something goes wrong, there's no way to kind of jiggy it. You can't add a bit of salt and lemon juice and stir yeah. it up. It's, it's back to the start. Uh, but it's an art form, and... I think that's why we put it in the show this year is we literally did because I've worked in pastry sections in two Michelin star restaurants and you know, mm. these extravagant things but we were like let's do the most simple things that people make at home and showcase how to do them absolutely perfectly and explain the why so actually we did in the show mm. a load of fails so we made terrible versions four different terrible versions of brownies and cupcakes I so love you, that idea that you include the fails because we all experience them, but you rarely see them on telly, particularly on cooking cookery shows. A lot you know. of cooking shows. So here's one I prepared earlier, and it's perfect. And it's like, well, that's not real. <laughs> yeah, is that perfect every single time? Oh, look, your show is very much real. Mark Moriarty, off-duty chef, um, 
basically welcoming you into his home and showing you what he likes to cook when he's not on duty, when he's actually cooking for himself and his loved ones. So it's a really, really lovely idea. Uh, it's kicking off uh, Wednesday, 26th of April. That's next Wednesday at 8 p.m. Uh, on RTE1. So, Mark Moriarty, thanks so much for dropping into us. Thank you very much. Where can people follow you on social, actually, if they want to pick up uh, some tips? At Mark Moriarty1 on Instagram, and I put up recipes there every couple Recipes of and how to get out of a bunker. And Cahill's cupcakes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Dermot and Dave. Weekdays from 9am. Today.